0: Trying to make it possible so that we don't touch any materials more than once. We put them out and you'll be able to pick up a daily bread for yourself and a friend. A daily bread and as I age I, I like the larger print, the larger print. Grab one for yourself and a friend. Grab a bulletin. This is his farm collector magazine that I referred to, that Vern had received many years, and then he always passed it on to, to myself. That's our signal to, to begin, and it's so good to see Ed here also, and, and Kurt, and let us um, turn to our bulletins. For our prayer of petition and intercession, I've chosen a couple of passages of numerous scripture on 596 and 597 of our hymnals, and Chris is going to reproduce those for your bulletin inserts, so if we would... Turn to our bulletin, and, and if you join in the bold, black print, passages of scripture that come from Psalm 1, how to lead the blessed life in these turbulent, turbulent times of how times are truly changing, and it's nice to go back to scripture. Blessed is a person that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. And they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth their fruit in their season. Their leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever they doeth shall prosper. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment or sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Happy is a person who refuses the advice of the evil, who do not follow the examples of sinners, or join those who make fun of God. They are like a tree that grows beside a stream. It gives forth fruit at the right time, and its leaves do not dry up. They succeed in everything they do. But the evil... evil will be condemned by God, sinners will be kept apart from the righteous. God gives us those tremendous instructions for to leave and lead a tranquil life and then God's attributes the heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims his handiwork there is no speech nor are there words their voice is not heard The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. But who can discern their errors? Clear thou me from hidden faults. then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. How can we possibly compare with Scripture that reminds us of the blessedness of our walk and our talk with God? Before we turn to silent meditation, I believe we may have a, a number. So listen to this number, if you would, please. So we pray? Father Almighty, we um, offer our gifts of our time and our talents and gratitude this morning as we experience this new normal, as we um, develop a worship service that's truly worthy unto you, as we've taken the pew cushions out and as we've taken the Bibles and the hymnals out, we try to make it as 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 possible, not just for what we do in our own lives, but in the lives of others. We give you praise for what you do in our lives, for who you are in our lives. You are with us in the person of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the God above you. Come to meet us as the Son, as God beside us. We, you empower us to the work of kingdom-building by the Holy Spirit. God within us is providing strength and boldness that we should never find on our own way. May the gift of our time and gift of our worship, our, our presence and our presence, be tools that make the transformation of the world a reality. We pray in the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who has taught us all to pray, saying together, would you are you prepared to share this one would you like to come at this time then sure and as mike comes it's so good to have mike back he's um just an interesting transformation what a one one week has
1: Switching, came up to me and said, "We're gonna go. It's time to go." I didn't have any disagreements. Yeah, that's where I said, "Yeah, let's score the last So I sat on the bench to get dressed. I went into a seizure. My hands were oops, my hands were clamped up to my sides. My eyes rolled back up into my head. James, like, "Up? Oh, we're not called, we're going. We're gonna call the ambulance." I my temperature again. It was over 103. I didn't argue about the call to ambulance. And they came up, put me in a chair, gave me downstairs. I went into another seizure. They got me to the ambulance. It was really nice. There's police cars that scored a surgery at school. When I got to the hospital, they immediately took my temperature. My temperature is 105.7, the doctor said. That's the biggest temperature I've ever seen in my entire career. And I seized again, the and they carried me directly to it disappeared in the ICU. I was pre- presenting COVID-19 and meningitis symptoms. And that's what they thought. So they tested me for both, and negative get them on both of the tests. Well, it's not COVID-19 or meningitis. Menage- menage- Further examination I revealed that had really severe UGI. And it spread throughout my whole body. To make matters even worse, because I was working outside that one day in the sun, I was severely dehydrated. So I didn't have a all it's important to know here that, thankfully, thank the Lord, even though my infection had spread in my body, it had not gone my kidneys. I was having difficulty breathing, so they placed me on a respirator or a ventilator. And I was presenting pneumonia symptoms, so they tested for that, again, I came back negative. I spent 14 hours in the intensive care unit on a ventilator, and left the hospital four days later. The Nurse Memorial staff, let me say this, was very professional and helpful. They were concerned about how I was feeling emotionally while my hospital safe and asked Mike, how are you doing? How are you, home? Are you handling this? Unfortunately, better done that. In a much worse serious condition. So I just said, oh I'm, I'm fine. Just another day. And I said to myself, you know, God always has three ways. Our past, which we should never be looking back. Our present. That's not even the most important, God. The important things are faith, where we're going. It's not where you are, it's where you're going to be, what you're going to work for. And I just said, I already pictured in my sick head. (laughs) I'm already home. That's what I was looking forward to. Once again, God was alongside me. And shortly let me feel his presence through my medical emergency at the hospital. This got me thinking, it's not only the hospital workouts with me. It's everywhere, anywhere I find myself, everywhere I go, everywhere, and at all times. My feeling for this is not necessarily for me to determine the presence of God. Maybe I don't feel like it. Please, there, thank you, Lord. Don't ever forget that, you are never, ever alone. I, like you, can only use my faith at all times in every situation to find peace in the originator and author of peace and comfort. No matter, like I said, no matter where you are or what you're doing, he's with you. Think about it. Take peace in that presence. You're never, ever, ever alone. He's there to comfort us and quietly send us peace. So you don't need to terrifying hospital visit. By the way, I was an awful person. Thought but was very comforting, even though I. Satisfied right with that. Maybe two or three of them that heard my testimony took something away from them. That's not up to Everything just, despite this very or inconvenience of it happening, it's happening for a purpose. We may never get it. Perhaps one of the reasons I went to the hospital was so that that one nurse could hear my testimony. Feel God's presence in here. That's not. Everything is in His control, and He is always and eternally with us. Hallelujah and amen.
0: Let's give Mike a round of applause, and on behalf of um, all that United Methodist Church, we'd like to present you with a love gift. Um, in all the churches I've served, they've had kind of difficulty with um, birthday cards. But you know, it took a month or two to accept those birthday cards circulating during the during the worship service. Well, now with COVID, we're very careful about circulating anything. Um, my I'm hands. Waiting for the vet. For the
1: what? The vet. Corvette.
0: Okay, that's coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> next Tuesday, right? <laughs> no,
0: next next Sunday. Oh, that's Father's Day. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. We'd like to present you with a clock here on behalf of all of it, Methodist. I'm the only one that touched that. And um, for some reason now, you don't ever have to worry about being late to church.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I set all my clocks about 10 minutes ahead. I, you know, even um, Dennis' office, I'm like 20 minutes on time, you know, 20 minutes before. But um, we want to tell you that we missed you um, I'm really not encouraged to come to um, hospitals unless people are on their deathbeds and we realized that you were close to it there I was and again you know, <laughs> again so but again um, we want to thank you for your work here at the church and your presence and that you're back in the saddle thank you I That's appreciate important. it
1: and one more thing I want to say and so I want to thank each and every one of you personally. I can feel your prayers. I couldn't hear them, but I could feel them because they're reverberating off the Spirit in my heart. And your prayers are at least a portion, a good portion of the reason why I'm back at church. So thank you very much for your prayers and support.
0: That deserves another round of applause. Amen. And, um... Many of you, I mentioned to you about if you're not singing in the praise group, you can go to the Bible study, and many of you are, have, have went to uh, Pastor Iris, um, Iris Sims, um Bible study this morning, and that's something to keep in mind as we, you know, we're not back in the saddle for our praise group. So a number of you came for his <coughs> Bible study. Let us um, resume um, our inserts on the scripture on 594 and 595 about, about the changing times that we live in from the movement from Exodus chapter 20 and Matthew 22 and in um, Proverbs 14 and 6. A number of you were a little late this morning. We, we did deal with the blessed life and, and God's attributes and now we're moving on to God's commandments. In God's faith, all these words saying i am the lord thy god which hath brought thee out of the land of egypt out of the house of bondage thou shalt have no other gods before me Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold that person guiltless that taketh God's name in vain.
1: Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God.
0: Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, and I'd like to kind of expound on that. We just praise the Lord for um, Janet uh, Peterson and the faithfulness of her children, seeing her in church, and and Joyce, um, Mike, and Nona. And that scripture is, is an honorable scripture, which says, honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long, Long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not cover thy house,
1: cover
0: anything thy neighbor. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked Jesus a question, tempting Jesus and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law?
1: Jesus
0: And the second is like intent. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the laws and the promise. Then turning to um, 595 God and the nation, righteousness exalt a nation, but sin is a reproach unto any people. The Lord your God is, is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks, of water, of fountains and springs, flowing forth in valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley, of wines
1: and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive trees and
0: honey. A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose Hills, you can dig copper.
1: And
0: Take heed lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and his statutes, which I command you this day. Beware lest you say in your heart my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this well. You shall remember the Lord your God for it is he And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve other gods and worship them, I solemnly warn you this day that you shall surely perish May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. It um, appears to us, doesn't it, that, that there's many things that are changing in life, changes that we would probably accept maybe every decade or so, but now we're seeing changes that occur you know, monthly and weekly and, and daily. I remember growing up on a farm and we would often visit our relatives and our neighbors because our relatives live near one another and our neighbors were very close to one another. But whenever there was a a fire or tragedy we would get together and we would kind of help one another put the crops in and take the crops out prepare the fields, and then harvest the crops for an injured farmer. It was a time of getting together. But as the the old expression goes, the last few weeks in the world that you and I have existed in and lived through have been a real barn burner, haven't they? The world, almost the whole world, has been shut down, as, as I um, was thinking this past week, over a quarter of a million people have died. There are millions of people without jobs in the United States alone, and in some countries, families in, are, are facing starvation as they aren't able to work to pay for their daily food. There's, there's a lot of um, theories out there and the speculation at this point how the pandemic the world has now experienced started. It seems that even the experts are contradicting themselves. But we do have an agreement that it was in a lab in Wuhan, Wuhan, China, or a wet market in Wuhan, China. Nothing has been Proven yet as to how it actually began, but we know that the Lord knows. I remember going to listen to an evangelist that ministered on the streets of New York City. I think many of you have probably um, read his book, The Cross and the Switchblade, David Wilkerson. I remember when David Wilkerson, I had invited him to my hometown. And we had this evangelistic meeting and, and he, he prophesied. That was in the late 60s. He prophesied as a young Assemblies of God minister, he prophesied of events saying it would shake. It would shake the world. And especially it would shake New York the city that he um, had dealt with, with Nikki Cruz and the cross and the switchblade, and probably seen Pat Boone play the character of Nikki Cruz, David Wilkerson. Like the world had never been shaken, it would shut down churches, it would shut down bars, it would shut down governments, but it would also cause the believers to pray believers to pray to repent and and then there would be this mighty mighty harvest one one notable thing about the coronavirus is, is how it travels it's an airborne a i r say it with me a i r it's an airborne virus which is why everyone is instructed to wear a mask unless you're 10 to 15 feet apart. And I I find it interesting that the first pandemic, the first pandemic known to humanity travels the same way. But it's with a different meaning. It travels through the air, The H-E-I-R, say it with me, H-E-R. It travels through the air as stated in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Wherefore, as by one person, one person sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so by death passed unto all, for all have sinned. You've become heir of that sinful nature. You have become heir, H-E-I-R, because of that sinfulness. Everyone was infected and no one was exempt. The virus or the pandemic of sin in our scriptures that we read this morning is impossible not to pass to our heirs, H-E-I-R-S, our heirs. As parents and grandparents, our grandchildren, our children, each need to make commitments for Christ. Secondly, the pandemic of sin is a nature in which the serpent wore this deceptive mask. A deceptive mask. And, and our hearts go out to the many that have killed because of the riots. the Some 700 businesses and establishments. And it's in Minnesota alone that have been, probably many of them not being able to come back. But this pandemic of sin is a nature which the serpent wore the deceptive mask, the M-A-S-K, and infected Adam and Eve through their deceit and their lies. And what was the purpose for the serpent's mask? And what would the serpent try to keep from Adam and Eve. The serpent wanted to, to steal, the scripture said. The serpent wanted to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Destruction and destruction was the Satan's goal and it was passed from the garden now through the heirs and through the, the seed. Remember the first homicide? You remember the first homicide was with Cain over an offering to God? Can you imagine that? The first sin, first homicide was with Cain over an offering to God. Religion hung our savior on the cross. The Sadducees, the unreligious packaged death with his false beliefs and ceremonies. And the only time it seemed that the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the scribes were in consensus when it was to kill Jesus, to put their foot on the throat of Christ. They they didn't believe in the resurrection. They they believed the grave was the end event. And that was why they were sad, you see. Satan wanted to mask his mode of posing to me, to being an, uh, uh, an authority on the matter, saying in Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 through 5, You will surely not die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Genesis chapter 3, verses 4 through 5. And the serpent was at that very moment able to pass. Spiritual death unto all of humankind and, and ate from the tree for its motive was to destroy, to destroy our eternal lives. But our spiritual life was destroyed and a corrupt nature was acquired through our disobedience. And because of this act of disobedience, every one of us came into the world with a, with a selfish and a rebellious nature that will insist on its own way. And Adam and Eve received this spiritual death and a corrupt nature, a force to be dealt with and which was to be resisted and destroyed with their fellowship with God. Everyone who has been born of woman inherits this virus of sin. We know the cause we know the cause was disobedience to God's command. We we know the curse is eternal death, but praise be to God the promised cure, which you and I worship today as the risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the cross. The cure is certain. The price was right as Jesus paid it with his own blood. And we're going to be observing that in a few minutes here. His body was broken for you. His blood was shed for you. And it's only a call away. It's wireless. And this call is made from your very own heart. You can call today as there is never, ever a busy signal. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, we find for whosoever shall call Call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I addressed briefly this morning, dear friends in Christ. There is an unconscionable, unconscionable sin. While the rest of the country pulls together, doing whatever it takes to protect the vulnerable and save lives during this pandemic, enduring stay at home, Orders, widespread business shutdowns, school closures, and more, and the list goes on. The radical left wants your tax dollars, my tax dollars, your tax dollars to play for, to pay for Planned Parenthood's vile baby, baby killing business. Our House Speaker, um, Nancy Pelosi is pushing for bailout legislation that would do exactly this. I used to be a part of her party. I did not leave her party. Her party left me. Left-wing states are actually using this pandemic as an excuse to ask for federal dollars in order to fund abortions. It's astonishingly cynical, but it's happening. Sixteen states call abortion An essential service. Nine additional states directly allocated millions of dollars to Planned Parenthood. They all want my and your physical dollars for abortion. And without adult, the left's scheming will remain a constant. Radicals will continue hijacking the relief Americans need. They'll continue manipulating this current health crisis as well as the economy to trample the pro-life, pro-life movement. We can't let it happen. Socrates once um, asked a a very simple, simple old man what he was most thankful for. And the man replied that, that that I would be such as I am. I have had the friends, I have friends, I am rich. Now real friends can be hard to come by. Jesus said in John the 15th chapter, the 13th verse, there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Real friends can be hard to come by. Some friends are fickle that in the book of Proverbs we read that wealth Wealth makes many friends, but the poor is separated from their friend, according to Proverbs chapter nineteen four. verse 4. And we find in Proverbs, the 17th chapter, the 17th verse, that a true friend, however, loves, loves at all times. And in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24, a friend sticks closer than a brother or a sister, Now, the English word friend comes from the same word as the word freedom. A genuine friend sets us free to be who we are and and what we truly are. And in that way, Jesus is the truest friend anyone can have. His primary reason for coming into the world was to set people free. You free and I free from the effects of sin and evil, so that we may live a new life through Jesus, according to Luke chapter four verse eighteen and Romans chapter six verse four. And when he comes to when it comes to Jesus' love, no one else comes close to the love of God and the love of Jesus. Jesus left no doubt as to how much he loved us by suffering and and dying in our place, as we participate in his body and his blood here shortly. And as Jesus put it, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend, John 15, verse 13. Now you and I, we may have some pretty good friends in your life, our lives, but Jesus is the best friend you can ever have. And coming to see the truth about Jesus can can take you time, but if you honestly seek Jesus, you will find Jesus. And according to John chapter 8, 32, the truth, the truth will set you free. Knowing about God is not the same as knowing God. You can know a lot about certain things in life, but you need to know God now, the milestones of, of life, your life, and my life, there are millions of milestones in life that are behind us. And I wonder how, how many milestones yet lay ahead for you and I. Have you ever crossed a lake? Have you ever crossed a lake and, and, and then you look back at where you have come from. I remember leading a group of 20-some youth up in the Boundary Waters. And we were in the middle of this lake, and, and the storm came up, and they all wanted to go back to the safe shore, and I thought, I can see where we need to go, and I can see where we came from. And we'd have to paddle twice as hard to try to get back to where we were and where we're going. Have you ever crossed a lake and then you look back at where you've come from? When you look back, you suddenly realize that the shore may be closer ahead than the one you left behind. I go deer hunting with a friend of mine that measures his life as a yardstick, and I can still remember him saying that we have a number of deer hunting experiences left because I think at the time we were only probably 25 years old and we had three quarters of the yardstick left. But now that we've entered almost 75 percent of the yardstick we begin to wonder. We only have 25 percent and we realize that's kind of taking one day at a time. When people ask us if we're our my dear sweet life wife who's sitting in the back getting ready for communion, my dear sweet wife Chris, who stood by my side for forty five years in the sixteenth of August. I can't account for what's actually happened during those sixty-five years, the daily days, but and it's even monthly and you know, over the years she shared and she fought many battles with me and Without her, I could never have done what we were called to do way back in 1975. We we are what I call trench mates. We, and if we look back, I can only give praise and thankfulness to Christ who called us and has given us the strength. We, we are in awe and we rejoice in the journey that God has brought us through and continue to lead us on. And when people ask us if we're married and if so, for how long, I I oftentimes respond, we're just newlyweds. We're newlyweds. Then she adds, maybe with a gig g- giggle, that's 45 years. 45 years. Now, the ladies respond with an emotional response of admiration and, and almost unbelief. And they proceed to tell them marriage is hard work, but it's worth it. As the other side of the shore gets closer, Chris and I both realize there may be a day, and it may be coming sooner than we want, that one of us will w- wake up alone. We have walked that walk with so many of our friends. It's part of the life that becomes a harsh reality so we always take advantage of every moment that we get. After the many anniversaries we have shared, we are no longer collecting things, but we rather are cleaning and clearing things, Chris more quickly than myself, so that our children won't hate us for leaving them to do it. As you read the following scriptures, we we realize that time time it is on a spiritual clock it's not only time to get out stuff together but it's also time to urge others to get their hearts right with god second timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 for those who are radio listeners or television viewers second timothy chapter 3 verses 1 through 4 leads there it reads like the daily newspaper on our nightly news. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 states, This know also that in the last days, the last days perilous times shall come. For people shall be lovers lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth bearers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. For those of you who have listened to me some 23 years by way of television and radio, for the unsaved in the natural, the future looks and is bleak, but thank God the believer in Christ has a future stated in John, the fourth chapter, verses one through two. Jesus says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Jesus. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If I were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, for a prepared people. There's a new home, there's a new body. There's no clocks, joy unspeakable, and forever. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, for eternity is an extreme either way. Eternity is an extreme either way. It's, It's either paradise or it's perdition. It's either heaven or hell. Chris and I will continue our journey and our calling and our privilege to reach the lost. We are often questioned, are you retired? No, but we are slowing down to a relaxed, healthy schedule that we can handle. We are so thankful for the the distance from the shore. To be close to family and close to good doctors, we are already looking to continue our life, and we'll continue as God gives the strength and the opportunity in these turbulent times. Father, with every head bowed and every eye closed and Christians in prayer, as we prepare for Holy Communion, we pray, Father, that we would prepare our hearts and our minds and our bodies for this very sacred occasion of witnessing the change and the challenge that you present to us. And with every head bowed and every eye closed and Christians in prayer, prayer, may we be reminded that all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we need to acknowledge that we've sinned. Sin is spelled S-I-N, self-interest and neglect. We may have done things that we regret, we may have left on things to do that we felt we should have done. And as we bow in prayer and prepare for Holy Communion, would you join me in this prayer? Our Father God, God. we we know your love for us because you died for us. Your body was broken. Your blood was shed. We acknowledge we have sinned in things we've done and left undone. Forgive our sins, O Lord. Come into our hearts and lives. Empower us by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you turn to the back of your bulletins now, please? And if you would read together with me the bold black print and allow me to read the lighter print. Realize what God has done for you. He sent his Son into the world to rescue us from the devastating effects of sin, according to John 1. 1-14 1-14 and John 3-16. Jesus died in our place, offering himself as a perfect sacrifice. He paid for the least and the worst of our sins. Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave three days later. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 3-4, to restore us to new life, to more of the original glory and purpose God created us for all along Romans chapter 6 verse 4 No one is saved by trying to be good we are saved only by trusting Christ the bible says by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is a gift of god not of works lest anyone should boast Ephesians chapter 2 8 through 9 The words that we say to receive this gift may vary. What's important is that we believe God enough to say something like this as we prepare for Holy Communion. God, I know I have sinned against you. In so many ways, I've fallen short of who you created me to be. I believe that Jesus is your Son, that he died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, and that he rose from the dead to give us new life. Now I accept your offer of full forgiveness and a new life. I accepted Jesus as your gift for my salvation. And if this is the honest expression of your heart, you have entered into a personal relationship with God. As it moves from your head to the heart, now you truly have a hunting story to win others to Christ. Would you join with me in our offertory prayer And following our offertory prayer, we'll stand for the doxology and we'll leave and try to allow about six to eight feet between yourselves as you go out and as communion elements are administered to you, you'll receive a little communion cup. You can actually put this in your pocket. It will not spill unless you have to take the first cell phone wrapper off to get the body of Christ, the unleavened bread. And then the second one is to get to the the great truth. Let us pray together. Holy God, we marvel at your love for all your creation. When Jesus saw the crowds that gathered, he had compassion on them. And his ministry and the church that bears his name must always remember we were born out of compassion. We offer our gifts to continue the work of compassion. But more than this, We offer ourselves as he also commanded us to go. In his holy name we pray, amen. Would you stand now for the doxology, please? the grace and the peace and the fellowship of God's Holy Spirit would go with us. Bless the gifts that we have brought, the financial support that is so needed and so necessary. Those by way of television, those by way of radio, we pray, Father, that is, we fill the offering plates. We would take your body and your blood that was broken for us, your body that was broken for us, your blood that was shed for us, And partake of this holy, blessed time. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. If you would go now and keep a proper spacing of like about six feet, I believe the offering plates are in the back of the church, and then you'll have an opportunity to grab the enclosed enclosed cellophane, and it'll only be um, touched once by yourself. Go in peace. Immediately following, there will be an ad board meeting. Any other announcements this morning? I mentioned to many of you earlier about Kaylee Marie Winterode's um, graduation, and we'll get more information in the bulletins. And if you have any bulletin,